Good evening. Good to be with you. So, what, what an amazing time we've had so far. I feel a little, little prepared to follow all that we've just had, but let's give it a go. Um, so, it's Advent. It's Advent today. It is that moment in the year where we, we begin to prepare for Christmas, for that, that day when we celebrate Jesus' birthday. Advent is a time where we kind of mark the start of all of that stuff. And I don't know if anybody else has noticed, but we begin to do a lot of really strange things around Advent and in the run-up to Christmas. In fact, one of the things that I think that would make a lot of sense to do that we don't do is sing Happy Birthday to Jesus on Christmas. It's weird. We do it like every other time of the year, but we never do it to Jesus. But anyway, we're in Advent and we do all this weird stuff. Like, for example, and don't get me wrong, I love Christmas trees, but we take trees, we chop them down, and we bring them inside. It's so weird. It's really weird. We do lots of really strange stuff. And I'm just going to rattle through some interesting facts of some, some things that we do at Christmas. And forgive me, those of you that are the Alpha Christmas meal, they are similar because I couldn't be bothered to find any more, if I'm honest. Um, so um, people speak, and then we just follow them around Advent. That's what happens. We just do things that people tell us to. So we eat crazy amounts of mince pies. I don't even like mince pies, yet you will find me eating them all throughout December. It doesn't make any sense. I don't even like them. And I, honestly, I don't believe anyone does. I just believe that we just eat them because people tell us to. Um, and in fact, technically, it is illegal to eat mince pies on Christmas Day. We actually shouldn't do it. it is, there's an actual law that says that you can't. Um, a guy called Oliver Cromwell in the 17th century banned mince pies and anything to do with gluttony on Christmas Day. We just ignore that, apparently. Um, anyway, bakers spoke, so we eat mince pies. Uh, Christmas crackers. They were invented um, by a toy shop in 1847. Nothing to do with Christmas, just as a toy. They were called a, ban a bang of expectation. Uh, and yet we just decided to use them for Christmas. So toy shop spoke and we buy crackers. Um, Boxing Day um, has become this really significant day in the year where we go out and spend a load of money on things that we don't need because we've just been given loads of presents on Christmas Day. So we go out and spend more money. But Boxing Day actually originated because churches would collect money and give it out to the poor. So we do the exact opposite. Retailers spoke and we follow and go and spend our money. Um, Yule logs, another example. I don't know if you knew, uh, I didn't know this until I researched, but a Yule log is actually, it used to be this giant log that will be burnt over 12 days in the run-up to Christmas. Must have been a pretty big log to burn for 12 days. I don't know if we'd have fit that in our, in our fireplace. Um, but now it's just cake. Uh, it's really tasty. And actually, I wish that my Yule log was that big so it would last 12 days worth of eating. But uh, not, they're not. So again, bakers, again, bakers are all over Christmas, aren't they? Bakers spoke and we listened. Uh, Christmas Day has become a day for family and celebrating together. Well, actually, a survey in 2016 that was done said that 57% of adults would sacrifice time with their family for more time on Facebook. It's true. It's true. It says it right here. Um, so Facebook spoke, and we listened. We followed. Um, Christmas number one, that's a big tradition, isn't it? Or used to be a big tradition, because these, these things that we do over Christmas in Advent in the run-up, they change over time. It used to be that everyone cared who had Christmas number one. Beatles, by the way, interesting fact, hold the record for four Christmas number ones. Now it doesn't really feel like anyone cares um, what Christmas number ones are, because I think it has been replaced by Christmas adverts. 
Everybody is fascinated by these Christmas adverts that are coming out. Again, the retailers ruling what we do and think they come up with these adverts and then we're, we're all desperate to watch them. Well, I found myself being really struck by one of the Christmas adverts this year. Um, and in fact, they didn't spend a penny on advertising because it was banned. Um, and it's already had 30 million views. Um, let's just have a look at it because I love it. There's a ragtime in my bedroom and I don't know what to do. She plays with all my teddies and keeps borrowing my shoe. She destroys all of my houseplants and she keeps on shouting food. She throws away my chocolate and she howls at my shampoo. There's a ragtime in my bedroom and I don't want her to stay. So I told the naughty ragtime that she had to go away. A ragtime in my bedroom just before you go. Why were you in my bedroom? So I watched this advert and I was fascinated by it. Um, and it, it, yes, it gave me some information about palm oil, which I didn't know. Um, and I found myself immediately responding and sharing it on Facebook. It told me to share the message, so I did it. Iceland told me, share this message, tell everyone about it. So I, so I did it and we immediately started to have a conversation in our house about what contains palm oil um, and should we stop buying things that contain palm oil. So just like bakers with mince pies and bakers with yule logs and people telling us to chop, chop down trees, somebody spoke and I listened. I acted very quickly. I didn't do a lot of processing, I just responded right away. And I immediately thought to myself, as I was thinking about all of this stuff that we do over Advent in the run-up to Christmas, there's all these voices that speak to us about what we should be doing telling us what we should hear, asking for a response from us. And I found myself asking myself, do I do the same with God? If God speaks, do I listen and do I respond? So with that in mind, let's have a look in the Bible at a time when God spoke, especially in the theme of Christmas. Um, Gareth actually stole this passage and ruined my talk um, by sharing it earlier. So we're going to turn to Isaiah um, chapter 8. And I'll just give you a bit of a preface that this passage that we're going to look at, Isaiah chapter 8, verse 22. Isaiah was speaking to the people um, of Judah who were under attack from the nations of the north above them. And so they were in great despair. They were really concerned about what was coming their way um, because they thought they were basically going to be um, destructed by um, the northern kingdom. And this is what it says. It should be up on the screen, um, or you could follow along in your Bibles, Isaiah 8. Verse 22. Then they will look towards the earth and see only distress and darkness in the fearful gloom. And they will be thrust under utter darkness. Nevertheless, 
there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. Just skip on a little and then it says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. And then it goes on to say, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. What an amazing truth for God to speak right in the midst of Judah's despair. Some six to seven hundred years before Jesus was to actually be born, God spoke through his prophet Isaiah. A truth of coming hope. The truth of the identity of Jesus and who he will be to all nations. In a season where politics were causing war, God says on the government will stand on Jesus' shoulders. A truth of counsel for all. Isaiah saw the turmoil and the realities of everything going on around him. But God spoke and he chose to listen. He chose to listen to what God was saying to him. But before we just head on a little bit more with that truth, I just want us to backtrack a little bit further in this passage to chapter 7. And we're going to listen about a guy called King Ahaz. Because a little earlier on, God actually spoke to a chap called King Ahaz um, about this potential destruction that was going to come, that Ahaz saw coming. And it's going to be on the screens again. Um, And so we're going to go to chapter 7, verse 7. I think, six. Sorry, I've got lost in my... It's on the screen, so I'll follow up on the screens. Um, So it says, Let us invade Judah, tear it down and apart, and divide it among ourselves, and make the son of Tabel king over it. So this was the the threat that um, King Ahaz saw. But then God comes in and says, Yet this is what the sovereign Lord says. It will not take place. It will not happen. And then God goes on to explain um, that those plotting against Judah uh, will not stand for various reasons. And then he goes on to say this. He says uh, to King Ahaz, If you do not stand firm in your faith, you will not stand at all. And then it says again, The Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask the Lord for a sign. Ask the Lord for a sign. But King Ahaz does something really fascinating here. He just goes, nah, I'm all right. He just says, I will not. He literally says to God, I will not. I will not test you. And then basically what what King Ahaz then does, he goes on and commissions an army to defend Judah and it causes a whole lot of destruction and turmoil and then we end up with the passage that we just read about Isaiah a little later. So can you imagine that situation where King Ahaz is stood there and God speaks to him, trust me, trust me, it will not happen. This stuff that you see coming, it will not happen. I will hold you firm. If you stand in me, I will protect you. And he just goes, nah, I'm all right. I don't believe you. Can you imagine? But the sad truth is, I know that I do that too. Iceland speaks, and I follow, I act. Mince pies call my name, and I go and eat them. 
The world speaks and I respond. Sometimes God speaks and I find myself choosing to ignore him. That is the, the reality of my life. I'm not sure if the same is true for you. The king of the universe spoke to him and he chose to ignore it. Amongst all of the noise of life, especially the noise of Christmas, God is speaking. God is speaking to us all the time. And my question to us this evening is, are we listening? Are we listening? Because he is always speaking. And so let's have a little look at what God was exactly doing when he was speaking to Isaiah in this passage. I think that he was doing two things. and I think it's actually the two things that he does most of the time when God speaks with purpose. He spoke truth over today and truth for tomorrow. Truth over today and truth for tomorrow. So first of all, let's have a look at truth for tomorrow. God was speaking to Isaiah, to a nation who were in a real state of despair. They were really struggling to hold on to any truth about their future. Yet God says, hold on, a light is coming. A son will be born. On the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. God speaks truth into the future. Six to seven hundred years later, yes, so they had to wait a really long time. But God spoke truth over their tomorrow. And we see snippets of this prophecy coming through in advance um, all through the Bible. Earlier, we see that Isaiah says that um, Jesus will be born of a virgin, and then we eventually see that come true. There's a holding on that needs to happen when God speaks truth into tomorrow. When Jesus was alive, they were holding on to these prophecies that had been spoken to Isaiah, a testing of faith for them to remain sure of what they hope for and certain of what they do not yet see. This truth about who Jesus is, whenever it was questioned, they had to hold on to it, hold on to these prophecies that God has spoken through Isaiah. In 2015, I was actually given a prophetic word for myself. It's one that I find um, significantly important to me. I think there's a, a picture of it because it came with a drawing. Uh, someone drew me this picture, um, and they said that I was going into a season of space and light. And that really rung true to me, and there was lots of other stuff that God was speaking about that at the same time. That is my truth for tomorrow. And I'm walking into it still. I still don't recognize that I am in that place of space and light, but it sits in a picture frame on my desk at work. And whenever I see the opposite of that, I look at that and I say, God has spoken. I'm going to listen. He's taking me into a space of truth and light because he's spoken about tomorrow. He's told me what my future looks like. So even when the reality is different, there's some truth that I can hold on to. And similarly, we see um, the same thing happening in a really familiar story, which hopefully many of you will be aware of when um, Joshua is um, uh, commissioned by God to take down the walls of Jericho. He speaks in advance, and he tells Joshua and the armies to walk round the walls seven times. And then they go and do it, and then God comes through, because God spoke the truth of the tomorrow as they walk round. God had to speak first. And when God speaks in advance of something happening, I think we can be pretty sure that something significant is going to happen. We know that when he speaks, all we have to do is follow, just like Joshua did when they were walking around the walls. And then in, in with this theme of Advent and where we're at at the moment, I got thinking about Advent calendars themselves. 
And, it, and I think holding on to truth for tomorrow can be a little bit like an advent calendar. So we're counting down the days and waiting until this big moment. And you know how some of those advent calendars on, on day 25, if you got like a Mars bar one, you'd get mini Mars bars all the way through. And then on, on Christmas Day, you'd get a full-size Mars bar. And so we're waiting for that, that final moment for the fulfillment of the promise. Well, God's truth, if we can treat it like an advent calendar and feast on that truth for tomorrow every day, then it will feed us and sustain us until we get there. But here's the thing about advent calendars. I don't know if you've noticed, but um, sometimes you get the same chocolate or the same treat that you've already had before. So you get new ones and you get repeat ones. And that's the same when God speaks truth over our tomorrow, who reminds us of the old things and speaks new things at the same time on this journey until the day when it's fulfilled. So are we, are we treating God's truth like an advent calendar this Christmas is what I want to ask us. Are we soaking in it day in and day out? We've actually, um, Caroline and I at home have got um, one of those homemade advent calendars so you can fill it with stuff. Um, and so I decided this weekend that I'm literally going to put little truths in every single day so that we get a chocolate but we also get a truth of God. So every day we're going to open it and we're going to speak the truth of God over our tomorrow as we go through Advent. So it's not just about chocolate, it's about God's truth. And I'm excited for what God might do through that. Secondly, we see God speaking truth for today. I'm going to try and speed up a little bit. So a prophetic word about future sustains us in the present and not just in the future. It's not just this holding on for something later on. At their weakest point, we saw that the people of Judah needed God to speak powerfully. They needed him to say that he was going to come and save them. And it didn't change their reality because we know that they had to wait six to seven hundred years for Jesus to actually be born. But it held them in the future. It changed their perspective on what their current situation was. It didn't change the reality, but it changed their perspective. Joyce Mayer says this about listening to God for today. She says, if you're not careful to think and speak words of faith, worry will creep in. And it will not only steal your peace and joy, it will steal your today. The present, is the, great, the present is the greatest gift God ever gives us. So hold on to the peace that's yours in Christ and do not let it go. When Jesus was being persecuted by those around him and they were saying, you are not the Messiah, you are not who you say you are, they had to hold on to this prophetic word from Isaiah that said, he will be the wonderful counsellor, he will be mighty God, he will be everlasting father, he will be prince of peace. God spoke the truth in advance so that in the day, in the moment when the disciples were struggling to believe who Jesus was, they could hold on to it. And the same was true of um, the Israelites when they were walking around the walls to, um, to see the walls of Jericho fall. They had to do it for seven days. So do you, I just have to think to myself, on the sixth day, they would have been resting in the truth that God said, do it seven times. They will have got a bit bored, I think, by six, but they were resting in the truth that God said, keep going, keep going, rest in the truth for today. Today is day number six, day number seven is coming. And that's true for me too, that prophetic word that I shared, I have, to, I have to rest in that every day when the realities of what God is leading me into don't look like um, what he says they will, then I rest in the truth that he's here, that he's speaking, that he's spoken in fact, um, and that the truth will come. 
And in fact, one of the most significant things for me in terms of God speaking to me and believing that for the day, for the moment, is um, some belief around my identity as a, a child of God. I've shared that before here, that that's an ongoing journey for me. Um, and actually, God's already spoken my identity into being. He's already spoken it into belief. So when I'm not doing that, when I'm not walking out that correctly, that's on me, that's not on God. That's on me not, not living in the truth for today not living in the truth for today that God has given me. So God speaks truth over our future. And we can speed it up and we can slow, or we can slow it down. We can have a King Ahaz response or we can have an Isaiah response. We can choose to hear, hear him and say, that's not for me. I'm not interested. Or we can do what Isaiah did and clutch onto it and say, yes, that is a truth that I want to cling hold to. That is a a truth that I want to outwork. So that's my question to us today. Are we going to be an Ahaz or an Isaiah? I know that I want to be an Isaiah. I want to hear the word of God and I want to cling true to his truth for today and his truth over tomorrow. And and God always speaks. And that, that is a hard thing to hear. I know that because I've been in moments when I've gone, God's not speaking. Well, actually, I want, to, I want to encourage us and challenge us that actually he does always speak, but he just might not be speaking the things that we want to hear in that moment. He might be saying, trust me, just wait, just hold on, just rely on me a little bit more, just wait another six to 700 years because I'm coming, I'll be there. <laughs> it's a long time to wait, I know, but, but it's true, it's true. He, he speaks, he's always speaking, but it might not be what we feel like we need to hear in that moment but if God speaks then it's truth and it's powerful and we need to cling on to it and he speaks through his Bible we've already heard that today so we can cling on to his Bible he speaks through his people we're going to give an opportunity to do that soon I'm going to ask some people to come and pray for each other to see if God wants to speak he speaks through nature he speaks through his spirit he's always speaking are we listening and that's, that's my challenge for us this Advent. Through all the tr- traditions of Christmas, all that's going on around us, with all the voices coming in, whether it's voices of spending money on Christmas or buying Christmas trees or whether it's fear or anxiety or Brexit or our need for jobs or whatever it is that is coming at us, the voices of the world that come at us, yes, of course, there's lots of them that we need to listen to. But are we listening to God above all else, especially in a time of Advent, in a time when we're we're literally outworking the waiting of the coming king in a remembrance kind of way? Are we trusting in him and waiting for him and asking him to speak? I think I'm done. Shall we stand and pray? So we're going to do a few things. I'm, going to, I'm just going to give a bit of silence. I don't think we can talk about God speaking and then not give him some time and some silence to speak. So we'll do that for a little bit. And then, we'll, then I think we'll specifically ask some people to, to come forward if there's, if there's anything that you want God to speak to you about. Or maybe there's a truth that you need to hold on to and you want someone to come and pray with you about that. Then we're going to invite people to come forward and we'll, 
we'll do some listening to God and see what he wants to do. But let's just do that individually for a moment first. I'm just going to pray and then we'll, we'll leave a bit of time. So Father God, we thank you for the amazing truth that you speak. Sometimes that's hard to get our head around, but it is the truth that you speak, that you care. And so we pray now, by the power of your Holy Spirit, would you come and speak to your servants? Would you come and reveal scripture or prophetic promises or whatever it is that you want to do to speak to us? Would you come now and fill us and speak to us? So the Lord is here, we know that. We've seen him doing things already. And so I'm just gonna ask you, if you, if you feel like you're in a place where you, you need God to speak, or you just want him to speak, or there's a truth that you're struggling to hang on to, I'm gonna invite you forward. Come and stand here at the front and, and we'll get some, some church family to come and, and pray with you or pray for you. It might be that there's some people here that can that might hear God for you or can speak encouragement with you. So if you want to hear from God, just yeah, make your way forward now. Don't don't hold back and we'll we'll see what he wants to do. We've got plenty of time. Amazing plenty of people so it would be awesome if we could have some people to come and pray and if you're going to come and come and pray don't don't feel feel worried about what what that might look like God can can and does speak through all of us so just come and lay a hand and just say come Holy Spirit and then just wait and see if God says anything to you and if he does just share it come Holy Spirit we could have a few more people to pray, that would be awesome. Need some guys and some girls. We've talked a lot about God speaking, That's and the pressure is not on the person praying to, to hear from God, so all we need is just someone to come and lay a hand and say, come Holy Spirit, and if God speaks to you as you're praying, amazing. If not, he, he could be speaking to the person directly or he might speak tomorrow. It doesn't have to, have to, have to happen now in this moment, it, but it will. It will. He does speak. He does speak. He cares. We could still do with a few more people to come and pray, please. If you love Jesus and you've got an arm on your hand, hand on your arm, and come and come and pray.